0: Dose of Leadership podcast, episode 144.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. This is Richard Ryerson.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode. This show is brought to you by my sponsor, Audible.com. If you're like me, you like to read, but you're having trouble finding the time to squeeze in all those great books, well, Audible.com is a perfect solution. Audiobooks are great. I never thought I would like them, but I love them now. It's a great way to get caught up. I listen to get caught up on the book as I'm driving to work. If I'm exercising, any free time working out in the yard, I can get caught up on all my reading. You can go to uh, my website, doseofleadership.com slash audible. And you can uh, download a free audiobook. Any audiobook they have, over 100,000 titles to choose from, you can download it for free, listen to it. You can sign up for 30 days with no obligation. If you don't like it after 30 days, you can cancel your subscription. But again, it's no risk to you. Go check out slash audible and make your smartphone smarter. I'm excited to have on my show today Tyler Wagner. He has more energy and passion than most people know how to handle. At least that's what they said about him when he was a kid. His vitality was contagious and he freely spread his energy and optimism and he continually found ways to push his limits as far as he could. And he's an entrepreneur that's refused to take the normal path and sit on the sidelines of his own life. When he was a sophomore at the University of South Carolina, he started his own painting business with young entrepreneurs across America. The year after that, he took on the role of mentoring five students, teaching them how to run their own successful business. It became apparent that helping others And showing them a different way to be successful was his passion. Giving others the energy and happiness to create their own path is his yellow brick road. Recently, Tyler took a leap of faith and moved to Canada to intern under Jason Gagnard, uh, founder of Mastermind Talks. He helped put on multiple conferences, events, and retreats. And he learned what made an exceptional conference that delivered the most value to all its attendees Attendees from the best of the best. He now speaks and consults with students, businesses, and entrepreneurs across the country, teaching them the lessons he's learned on crushing conferences, expanding networks, and nurturing relationships, and helped him create a number one career guides and creativity book, Breaking Out of a Broken System. And he also has a book out there called Conference Crushing the 17 Undeniable Rules on How to Network, Build Relationships, and Crush It at Networking Events, even if you don't know anyone. Tyler, welcome to the Dose of Leadership Podcast.
2: Thanks for having me on, Richard.
0: Well, you know, you're a young guy, and I, and I love talking to young entrepreneurs. You know, I came to entrepreneurship late in my life, so it's always refreshing and fun for me anyway. When I talk to young guys, you're only 22 years old, um, but you and I met on LinkedIn, and um, I felt a real connection to you in terms of your passion, your energy, and your and your passion about common sense leadership. So tell me I, I, I what an amazing amount of accomplishments for a 22-year-old Tell us a little bit more about yourself and and how you became so passionate about leadership and entrepreneurship.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, So it all kind of started when I went down to school in South Carolina. Um, I got this internship that allowed me to run my own painting business. So I actually was able to give uh, 8 to 12 – it was kind of on and off – but 8 to 12 of my friends – Uh, jobs over the summer and that feeling was just amazing because a lot of my friends were kind of scrambling trying to figure out what they were going to do whether it would be an internship uh, just kind of a normal hourly paid job over the summer and so luckily I was like hey like you know I have this I want to interview you still but you know I might be able to help you out this summer so being able to do that was kind of the first like just awesome feeling that I had from entrepreneurship because I was like I'm actually like helping others with this I'm I created like eight jobs uh, 12 at the most and just being able to continue down that path was amazing. And then the next year, I was able to mentor five students to do what I did. Um, so just to, like on that higher level of mentorship, that was really cool. And then – sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, and then after that, um, basically, I just, I just knew when I was sitting in class, I just wasn't – I mean I was learning, but I just wasn't uh, – I wanted to get out there and just do it. So I decided to take a chance and I actually dropped out of school. And then I interned under Jason Gaynard, and I learned so much from him, and he was just – he's an absolutely amazing person. So uh, being underneath him for a couple months really allowed me to meet a lot of people, learn a lot, and then from there, uh, now I'm where I'm at living in this entrepreneur house in, in Iowa.
0: You know, I think it's great that um, especially this this – and, and I can say your generation. I feel like an old fogey when I say that, but I guess I, I am. We 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 are generations apart. But one thing I've said on this show, and I've talked to plenty other um, entrepreneurs and people who study entrepreneurship, and we look at your generation, this millennial generation, if I can put a label on you, and I apologize for that. But <laughs> no it, problem. but it, there is there seems to be anyway from my perspective, and a lot of people agree with me that there is this kind of um, entrepreneurship, a rebirth that has happened. I studied entrepreneurship and was passionate about it when I was your age, too. And and I can tell you there was a different flavor to it then back in 87 and 88 than there is now. There seems to be this kind of what I'm hearing from you, this passion towards uh, paying it forward, um, being part of something bigger than yourself and giving back and teaching um, and kind of giving, giving, giving. And that's kind of the key to successful entrepreneurship. Did I hit all the the high points there?
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think it's really... For me, the, the three things would be just persistence, keep going after it. And then the second thing would be uh surrounding yourself with those types of people. So now that I'm in this entrepreneur house, it is just it's absolutely amazing to be around six other guys that are doing all the same things as you and holding you accountable to do your own stuff and you know, you just don't get that anywhere else unless you're completely uh surrounded by it. And then the third is just completely just giving. Um, because uh I mean, that's that's pretty much how you receive it, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so so well, definitely, yeah.
0: Well, I love what you said there, and it resonates with me on so many levels, particularly on the leadership front. And this is what I, I think is, is fascinating, this kind of combination of leadership and entrepreneurship. And I think to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to have these things. And what you just mentioned there, the accountability, surrounding yourself with like-minded people, people who are you know, just that positive energy and, and giving – um, kind of a, a selflessness attitude. All of that is key to successful leadership, and I think is missing in, in leadership. I mean, what what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, uh, and and kind of. I mean, we'll touch on the book a little bit later. But what I realized actually is, is while writing my book, like the main thing of of networking, and I don't even really like the word networking. Yeah. but With that and like building relationships, is that you know you're going in there and you you kind of know how you can help everybody in the room. And it's, it's very hard to do that because you, know, you, you paid for this conference or, or whatever whatever it may be. Uh, you, know, you are there. There's definitely like selfish reasons but you, know, you have to look out for yourself for some things too. Um, but when you can actually fully change your mentality and, and just really gear it towards giving to other people, all the receiving, that, that comes on the back end and it, it ends up coming. You don't even have to worry about it, um, and it but it, it's almost a, a hard mindset change. Um, but you know, luckily I've been, I've been able to do that. So, so yeah, I definitely agree.
0: Yeah. I mean, what a great point. And I think that, um, I don't know if you, have you ever read any of Bob Berg's books or any of the, you know, and I hate the word networking too, but have you ever read Bob Berg before?
2: No, I, I actually haven't.
0: I have had him on the show and that was kind of an aha moment for me. And he, he's a big proponent of that as most of the, the successful, um, air quotes, networkers are, it's not about you. It's about serving them and what you can do for them and building relationships. I think if you go into a business or relationship or you go into a leadership position and you think that, okay, what can I get in return? Well, you're already on the wrong path. I mean, and what you're talking about is you give and you give and you give and you give. And the beautiful thing is you're going to get back 10 times that in, in spades. It may not be immediate, but it um, it, it certainly pays itself in dividends, if you're consistent about that,
2: yeah, no, no, definitely, and and actually, just to like give an example on that, um, would be when I did run my painting business, because um, you know it was my first time running that business. So you know I realized as as we'd go through, you know, after my guys were all done painting, uh, I would I would walk around make sure the whole house looked good and and you know everything was good, and I realized like if I ever if one of my guys ever missed a spot or something and I didn't catch it, if the customer had seen that spot. Then you know they're very keen to to keep looking around to find other little things, and that would be my own fault that i didn't catch it before so taking that little extra time you know to really actually give to the customer make sure everything's complete actually saved me time uh overall uh, and it's just that you know that mentality of just you know making sure the job is is done right because once one little thing's off, you know then you know everybody's kind of keen to keep looking for another small thing or another thing and so I think it just it goes on all aspects of life
0: yeah for sure I mean and it's you know and it's timeless right it's not you and I didn't invent this I mean this has been around since the dawn of man and it's common sense and um, but we miss it yeah we get so wrapped up in whatever it is the hustle or trying to make the buck or the position or feed our own ego or whatever it is and we tend to lose sight of the the most common basic principle of you know it's better to give than receive I mean it's really that basic Mm mm-hmm
2: no, definitely, and that's what I think uh, too. I don't, I'm not sure if you've heard of Clarity FM, but I had uh, I had the privilege of meeting Dan Martell, who's the founder of that. And basically, it's it's a it's a service that allows people who need advice from entrepreneurs to to connect with them, uh, uh, basically. And uh, because entrepreneurs, you know, we we love after we have some success, we still want to like teach. Everybody, how to do it, but you almost get a little bit overwhelmed sometimes, and you don't really have the time. So this platform really helps you to be able to do that, and it's it's absolutely amazing.
0: So, do you think everybody can be an, anybody can be an entrepreneur?
2: Um, hmm, that's a good question. I don't think I don't think everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, but I think maybe anybody could. I just think it takes just takes a lot of time because, like, when I dropped out of school, like, sure, I had this internship with. With Jason, but I still didn't have anything figured out, um, so I took that risk. So it all depends if you're willing to take that risk, and, and some people actually feel more comfortable uh, and you know are actually maybe happier as an employee. So I think it all depends, but I, I think deep down, maybe we, we do all have the potential to, to be an entrepreneur.
0: Do you consciously equate um, entrepreneurship and leadership? I mean, do you consciously see the symbiotic relationship between the two?
2: yeah no there there definitely is um, a big relationship with it because you know technically when i when I ran my painting business it you know I was kind of given some materials and given kind of a, a little leadway or, or, or a map i guess you you could say of how to do it so it wasn't actually I didn't fully create it on my own, so it was more maybe a leadership management uh type of level right but but still like they're definitely very connected and and that was just you know the building blocks to where I am now, so I definitely see the connection.
0: What do you think, wh- some of the, what were some of the greatest lessons that you learned um, from running that business early on?
2: Yeah, so it would definitely be take that extra time to make sure the job is complete. Uh, second would be is just really treating your employees. And this is, again, just a common sense principle, but it's like treating people how you want to be treated. So we're in Columbia, South Carolina, where we were running this business. And in the summertime, like, uh, you like walk outside and right. you are sweating. So, you know, sure, maybe it was like. I think every day, maybe like $10 or something. But I would just spend that $10 every day, uh, fill a cooler cooler full of water, bring it out to them. And so that's 50 bucks a week and that's an expense. And, and there were some managers that, you know, they didn't see that. All they saw was the $50 coming out of their pocket. But what I saw was... The productivity uh, that was maximized by my guys, and my guys were just so much happier. And you need that water, you know. So their guys, you know, maybe weren't working as effectively as mine, but you know, maybe they saved 50 bucks. But you know, overall, my job, you know, got complete faster, more efficient, and. I think I kind of won overall by doing that.
0: Well, sure you did. I mean, take you know, taking care of your folks. I love what you said, and it's so basic, right? But why? it's so it's so crazy how sometimes we just miss some of the, the simple things. You know, as the owner and the leader of that painting crew, yeah, you take care of your folks. I mean, they are your assets. If you don't have them, you know, the house doesn't get painted. Period. And I bet you you got your fifty bucks back in spades, either through lack of turnover. Or some sort of loyalty, or something. You know, I mean, you you got that money back somehow.
2: Yeah, definitely. And and for me, I kind of realized, and and my mindset kind of shifted. You know, more and more as the as the summer went on. But to me, it became actually more important to actually keep the friendships with my yeah, employees. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, at the end, because I was just like, you know, sometimes you know some of the businesses don't work out. Not every business that is started. Uh, with this program ends up being successful so for me it was just awesome at the end of the day you know to have all my painters and we had like a celebration and we were just all friends and we were like you know what we had some mistakes i made some mistakes and but you know at the end of the day we had a good summer and i can still call you a friend so it was it was really cool
0: i love it i mean what what that's you know for being such a young guy to to know that and understand that at this age uh that's just pure gold to me and it, it makes me happy to hear that that you gleaned that lesson who were some of your heroes growing up i mean you haven't been around that long, but who, who were they?
2: Yeah. I mean, maybe it sounds a little funny, but my, my number one hero has got to be my dad yeah. just because Love it. I I definitely, uh, his work ethic is just, it is crazy. I've seen him probably pull like three, four hour nights of sleep for like a week straight, just, just really working. And I, and I saw kind of just like his mentality and just his drive to support us as a family. So I have a little brother and uh, a mom as well, obviously. And just like, He just never gave up. And, you know, we went through some hard times and, you know, now we're going through some really good times and I'm sure it'll, you know, it's a roller coaster the whole way. But just to see him work that much, it it kind of made me believe I was like, yeah, I can, you know, I can definitely do that too. Um, So just to be able to like give back to my parents uh, now and, you know, keep giving back more in the future it's awesome but obviously you can never fully uh repay them i don't think
0: yeah we're standing on some great shoulders and i love that you said to your dad and there's nothing cliche or corny about it you know that i ask that question in, in every interview and invariably everybody goes back to their parents or their grandparents mm-hmm. or somebody that close that was significant to them and that is key, I think, and I always bring it up almost in every episode because it reminds us of how influential we are. And when you have your own kids, and, and where we're at in that, and just how important that role really is, uh, and that we shouldn't take it for granted. So I love that you said that it's your dad, and um, made it sounds like what does he do? What does he is he an entrepreneur? Or did he work for a company? I mean, what um, did he do?
2: So actually, this is what's <laughs> this is kind of funny because I had uh, a conversation with my buddy Chandler. Um, about it because we, we kind of asked each other we're like you know growing up like what do you think made you want to become an entrepreneur you know so kind of like you said can anybody be an entrepreneur and I'm not sure I know the answer to that but I feel like there's maybe things in your life as you grow up that kind of gear you towards that uh, maybe there's definitely some influence right um, so my dad is actually he's an accountant for Johnson and Johnson so um, he he really likes it and he loves his work, but it's just completely the opposite side of the spectrum of of kind of what I'm doing, right? Right. So I saw what he was doing and I I appreciated immensely just how much work he was putting into it um, and stuff like that. But then I but then I saw it too and I was just like, you know what? I want to put uh, I want to take from that all of his motivation, drive, and support and put it into something that I really like. And and I I found that I was definitely more of like maybe an adrenaline junkie a little bit Um, (laughs) and just like going out there and trying new things. And I just, I loved it, you know, so just a different taking what I learned from him and putting it towards something else.
0: Absolutely. What great life, great life lessons. Obviously um, I can already tell you've gleaned so much just from that strong work ethic, that tenacity, which I think is key. Like you said, that really separates people who are successful and who aren't isn't necessarily um, a greater technical ability, even greater smarts, it really is to me it comes down to tenacity, and that's what I'm hearing from you as well
2: yeah, no, it definitely is and and it's i think it's really hundred percent uh persistence and and actually uh, I'll just mention this because I mentioned it on another uh on another podcast, and he he thought it was pretty funny, so basically when I actually first uh got the opportunity to to do the um excuse me the the interview or or the internship with jason in in Canada. When I drove there, they actually denied me at the border. So I drove eight hours. Um, I hit the border and they turned me around, and then I had to drive all the way back to Philadelphia. So that was sixteen hours in one day of driving. My God! (laughs) And I was just fired up. So like, my mom was like, you know, you should get a hotel. Uh, and and I was just like, no, like I'm coming back home. I'm sitting down, hitting the drawing board, and I'm figuring out how I'm, how I'm gonna get across. And then three weeks later, I'm not really sure. We didn't really have a new plan per se, but I was just like, I'm gonna try again. And then I actually ended up getting across. So I just took that risk, stayed stayed pursuing it, and and I just wasn't gonna give up on it. So no, I love you know, it. luckily, I got
0: through. I love it. And it's you know, it's so true that the the persistence and the, the never quitting. And I think it's important to realize, and I'd like to hear your perspective too. I think one thing that uh, a lot of people don't talk about, um, we talk about a lot in the show, is the reality that even though we may, on the surface, look extremely successful on the outside, and, and we certainly have gained a lot of success, uh, there's a lot of ups and downs, and we're we're comfortable with the ups and downs. I guess we realize, and you mentioned it earlier, that you know, look, at, we're in good times now, but I know some some bad times are coming. It's the ability, I think, to deal with that, to successfully deal with that, is what what kind of defines a successful life and not, doesn't it? I mean, we understanding that we cannot eliminate fear, we cannot eliminate uncertainty, we just have to kind of exploit it, right? I mean, that's what I'm hearing from you.
2: Yeah, no, that's definitely true. And there's actually there was probably like five to ten things that popped into my head while you were saying that. So I'll try to get out um, a couple of
0: (laughs) them. Yeah, take your time. Um,
2: Yeah, so so really. I mean, the first thing that came to mind, I just watched, um, Andrew Warner's, uh, thousandth mixer G yeah. interview yeah. And, and Seth Godin kind of says this, uh, cause Andrew asked him, he was like, you know, do you, or do you ever overcome that like fear or, you know, that, that feeling of just nervousness? And, and Seth was like, no, I like, I never do. He's like, I know that I'm not doing the right things though, if I'm not feeling that. So oh, he's right. actually, I go out, he says, yeah. I actually go out and pursue that feeling. Uh, you know i i look to try to get that feeling cuz that's when i know i'm on on the uh on the brink of success yes. or, or i'm doing what i like so that was one thing that came to mind and and also i realized too is that you're just you're so right on the fact that on the outside everything looks you know kind of perfect uh with successful people and i remember even this is probably just even 2 years ago maybe even a year ago at times just me thinking that but then when i went to mastermind talks that's when i really realized that that was just not true like the money it doesn't matter you know a lot everything else doesn't matter there is always ups and downs for everybody so when i actually got to like sit in on some talks and like really see that i was just like wow like yeah. you know you think yeah, I think some of these people like even seth like seth yeah. you know he's getting up on stage and he's still nervous like he still gets nervous before he talks and everybody's like you know oh his life's perfect he's put out all these best selling books and you know, whatever else they may say. And yeah, sure, it's very good and he's created a lot of value, but he still has those emotions and feelings that, you know, every person has. So I think it's important to note that.
0: Yeah, I think it's so refreshing. too. Isn't it refreshing when you learn that? I mean, for me, it was anyway. It was almost liberating because I think a lot of times what prevented me from taking that step or that leap Uh, In any aspect of your life, because the the fear was holding me back that, you know, there was kind of this negative self-talk or self-doubt or limiting belief, whatever you want to call it, that was preventing me from taking action. But once you realize that everybody, no matter how successful they may seem, experiences the exact same thing, even even after they've been successful. And um, I think that's when, you know, kind of that refreshing, liberating uh, kind of truth or realization that you cannot get rid of fear and uncertainty get comfortable with it and like you said i love what you said there and seth in his interview with andrew um if you can work through that kind of knot in the stomach butterflies nauseous weak need whatever feeling and you you carry through with it you like you said you're on the path of something great and i don't necessarily mean a great business or a great but something great either in your personal life and you never know you may even change the world right i mean literally i mean and that sounds cliche but People have literally changed the world. You know, look at Rosa Parks, for example. You know, she, mm-hmm. she stepped out in her faith and conviction despite what her fear is. And look, and she kind of helped prompt, you know, started the civil rights movement, really, or put some fire beneath it, you know, uh, in, in dramatic fashion. And she's a seamstress on her way home from work, right? And so that's, that's why I love what you said, that the more that you can kind of carry through that action and live through that faith and the fear, something great's going to happen.
2: Yeah, definitely. And it's really just, you know, coming to the terms that it's okay. Like, you're always going to have some people that don't, you know, 100% like your work or, or like what right. you're doing. I mean, that's always going to happen. But the key is to take that action and put yourself out there. And that's something that I, uh, and I think almost all of us kind of go through it, but you can plan or try to make something perfect forever. And once I finally just, even for instance, with my book, like after the book, you know, I'm very happy with it. But I realized that, you know, if I, if I actually just maybe took a day off from it or something like that, and actually just looked at it, I probably could have got it out there way faster. It was just like, I was, I was trying to perfect it. I was kind of worried about, and that feeling never, it never goes away with every new project that I start. I'm always still a little bit worried. Like, is this good enough? Is, are people going to like this? I know I value it. I hope, I hope they're going to value it as much as I do. And, and it's just the fact of getting it out there because, Hey, listen, if maybe it Maybe this one isn't a hit, but you're going to learn from that. And then Maybe the next one will be because you'll take what you learned from that failure, if you will. Even though I don't consider it really a failure, um, but yeah, you just got to get it out there, and that's the only way to know. So.
0: And I love that you said that. I mean, I'm knee deep in that myself, as trying to get um, the, my online leadership course done. You know, and I'm like halfway through it. You know, making the recordings and then putting the videos together, and I'll, the, I'll there'll be moments of almost. Kind of fear and panic, going. Oh, man, no one's gonna like this crap, even though I like it, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you say it. Self-doubt. Oh man! But then you just gotta, you just gotta keep plugging away. So let's talk about your your book, "Conference Crushing." You know, I, I love what you you did here. You know, how to network, build relationships, and again, I know you and I both don't like the word "network," but I, there's no other really word out there except building relationships. Yeah. So, what prompted you? What was the genesis of the book? I mean, what what prompted you to write it?
2: Yeah, basically, I kind of realized too. So off the the painting business is where it all kind of started and in this uh business fraternity that i was in as well in, in college that's where kind of everything kind of changed for me uh but then it really just took a full 360 when i started going to conferences so my first one was succeed faster um and now actually in, in iowa where i live uh dane maxwell from the foundation who i live with he was one of the speakers there um and then the two founders or one of the founders actually lives uh, like right down the road from us. So kind of crazy. I went to the conference two years ago and now I hang out with the founders and speakers from the conference uh, kind of that fast. So I just kind of, I really saw the power in, in conferences. Uh, Cause when I first went, just all the information I got, I was just like, wow, like I did not learn this in school. This is right. crazy. And, and really that feeling of walking into the room And, 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 you know, maybe this wasn't true, but I just felt, I was just like, wow, like everybody in this room is better than me. Like, yeah, it's, that's a bad way to say it, but it's just like, I was like, they all have done all these things. And, you know, me and my, my friend Chandler were two of the youngest people in the room. Right. So at the time I was only 20, I think he was 19. He's actually a little bit younger than me. Um, so, you know, when we went in, there were some people that were 25, 30, and they had all these successes. And, and I remember just kind of looking around and being like, wow, how am I going to accomplish like, all right. that? How am I going to live up to that? And then I just started getting these small wins, and I kept going, and I surrounded myself with a lot of those people, um, and then you know everything started to really kind of go that way. And then Mastermind Talks, uh, the next conference, which I speak about in the book, um, I got a tip from one of the speakers from Succeed Faster, um, Andy Dirsch. And he basically said he was just like when he was younger in college, he would reach out to conference coordinators and kind of ask ask them, you know, if he could help out because like financially, as a college student, you can't spend you know five ten grand on a, on a conference. It's just it's not in your budget. So that's what I did. I saw this conference. I reached out to Jason, and he, you know, thankfully he got back to me within like two hours and was like, yeah, you know, you can help in these ways. Uh, and then I flew out there and I got to meet like Tim Ferriss and people like that, and I was just like completely blown away and that's when my decision to really just be done with school and just go after what I want to do that was concrete after that
0: so is this something that like an older guy like myself you know I I completely relate with what you say you go to these these events and uh, you know and there's all kinds of tips and techniques to how do you fit in i get so uncomfortable in large settings i'm i'm kind of an introvert i love meeting people though i love having conversations with people but how you get in a setting and i can't stand it when i see a room full of type a's who are trying to push themselves you know and look how great yeah. i am and all that trash i hate that and um i think that's what a lot of us think about when we think of Going to conferences and networking, even in some of you see some of them now, you people are always trying to bogart their way to the the next you know kind of top guy and celebrity so here, here at riddle me this what do I do as I see somebody okay, here's my idol there's Chris Brogan walking down the hall. What is your best tip or advice for me? How can I maximize my time with him and and kind of get noticed and and get some value out of my interaction with him?
2: yeah, definitely, I mean, I think it. I think it all starts with, um, you know, it, it would start really before the conference. But let's just say you didn't read my book and you didn't do anything kind of to prep for the conference at all. So if you were just in that moment, I think it's really just being open and honest and, and kind of just having the courage to to go up to him and and actually just you know be honest with him. So for instance, Tim Ferriss, I'm sure that he gets this. All the time. But when I read his book, The Four-Hour Work Week, it literally changed-like it changed my life. Like it changed the way I look at things. So I was just honest with him. And, and I kind of knew that was a little bit cliche. And I'm sure he's heard that uh, tons of times. I mean, he's got like thousands of reviews on Amazon. Um, but the book really did that. So I was just honest with him. And I, I sat down at a. Uh, mastermind talks at a dinner table and i and i just told him and and sure it was only a short conversation but once i got that courage to go up to him then kind of going up to anybody else at the conference was it not to say it wasn't as hard like i still got that like pit feeling in my stomach like a little bit of nervousness but after that it was it was a lot easier so instead of like almost i feel like people have this mentality they're just like oh like you know he's had all this success i got to go try to impress him or you know right kind of freeze up a little bit and you know a lot of us would consider ourselves uh, introverts um but you know just going up and telling him how you really feel and just being honest and and then that kind of takes the nervousness away cuz it's the truth and you know if he doesn't accept it or you know if he doesn't like that compliment which i would be surprised then i mean maybe there's a, another time to have a conversation with him that you know.
0: yeah Uh, I Um, love what you said, the authenticity piece and being completely honest, you know, and that's the same thing when people ask me like, well, how did you get so-and-so guests or how'd you get Steve Forbes or how'd you get this person on the show? I just asked. And I didn't, when I sent the email, I didn't try to impress or be something that I wasn't. I just said, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. I'd love you to take part. Are you interested? It's as simple as that. And uh, I love what you said there. You're right. And um, they're human beings too. I think that's what you're Mm kind of getting to there. They're no different than us and um just be honest and say hey i appreciate your work i love what you do and sometimes it's as simple as that it's having the courage the internal fight of overcoming what you you know internally we have to overcome in that kind of limiting belief or self-doubt that you know we're not important or we don't have something worthy to say or
2: yeah yeah no definitely and it's because too like i'm sure you know tim like a lot of people would go up to him right so i'm sure he kind of gets that a lot like people trying to you know maybe pitch him an idea or like like, I, I don't know, impress him or something. You know what he really wants? He really wants to just
0: have a normal conversation. Friend, right. Friend That's conversation right. That's right. That's like right. Everybody else. Absolutely. So what do we do if is uh, this is where I struggle with? And so I got a, a great network, right? I got a pretty nice professional network. What do I, how it, it takes intentionality and work to maintain it. And, um, but sometimes I feel like, well, God, what could I, what, what value could I provide to this person? I mean, I want to keep in contact with this person, but I, you know, I I can't think of any article. I can't think of anything to, you know, how do I maintain that relationship without asking like or coming across like I'm trying to get something in return?
2: Yeah, definitely. So I think it's 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 really just the mindset again, um, and really actually not even thinking about getting anything returned, but really just yeah. delivering delivering value to them. So you don't want to. You know, bombard them or anything. But hey, if you come across an article or something that you think would be, uh, you know, relevant to them or could, you know, possibly help them or maybe they're interested in it, whatever it may be, just send it their way and just be like, hey, you know, this this made me think of you, Uh, and just little things like that. So really, what I talk about in the book too is like there's some programs. So the one that I use is Contactually, and it's kind of like a follow up tool. Yeah. Um, So have you heard of it?
0: Yeah, I use it. I just, I just, I just got uh, familiar with it about a month ago and I love it. It's absolutely, I mean, it's my favorite app. I mean, yeah. I'm, and I'm, I'm just scratching the surface of it, but man, it's very powerful. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just, no, I was so excited no, when no you problem. brought
2: that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was actually just in talks, uh, with some of the, the people at actually, cause I'm going to be doing a webinar with them, um, just to like kind of go over how, how I use it because really it's, it's for me the best follow up tool that I found is, oh, yeah. A huge problem is, you know, people think, you know, uh, and again, I don't like the word, but the networking is is done after the conference is done. But it's like, actually, you know, and I, I state it in the book. It's like it's almost as if you weren't there if you only talk to that person again a year later when the conference happens again. Saying, you know, uh, thinking it's a, a, an annual conference like most are, um, you know, you got to maintain that relationship. So, however. You want to do it, it? It's okay, but really, with Contactually, you can you can set up buckets uh, is what yep. they call it, but it's really like groups of people. So, for instance, um, I have you know a bucket for mastermind talks, and you know every two weeks it reminds me to follow up with them. Now, sure, there's like a hundred. I think there's around a hundred people. So, I don't know if I fully follow up with all of them every two weeks, but I you know it reminds me and it, it sends that trigger that like, hey, you know, I actually remember reading this article. I think that'll be relevant to these twenty people click on them scale you can scale the email and then I just send it to them and it's just it's just like nice like hey I was thinking of you I thought this could be valuable to you
0: yeah and the one thing I like about it too and I could actually maybe how to pay us an affiliate for promoting their work on the show here right? <laughs> but uh, you know it, but I like how it 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 looks at your contacts and because sometimes it because you know with, with all the interviews and my masterminds and everything else it gets so overwhelming I'm like god and sometimes I and you, sometimes you're dealing with gatekeepers right you know, or or at least an assistant and I'm like who is uh, I'm like and you can see everybody's emails that you've sent you can see you know like oh here's this contact person here's you know Jane from wherever and like here's all my 12 emails that we've sent over the last year and so it's just you're right it puts everything in one concise place and makes it easy to kind of keep keep in contact with everybody I love that you you brought up contactually what a great tool
2: Yeah, no, definitely, it's it's the one I would recommend. So, but yeah, I I agree on the affiliate (laughs) thing. Yeah, (laughs) been going about it for a while. Yeah,
0: we need to we need to get them to pay us some money for the promotion here. Hey, um, gosh, you're just an amazing individual, Tyler. I mean, I'm so glad that I've met you. I'm so glad that we reached out. I mean, you've got a great head on your shoulders, and I don't mean to sound like I'm the old salt, you know, but I am almost 20. I am. 23 years your senior so I really feel I feel really old right now but uh, at the same time <laughs> no, don't feel like I I feel yeah I feel so it's so refreshing and fun when I talk to um you know people that are almost the the age of my daughter and I see there's so much negative press about the state of the country where we're going um you know uh humanity and all that stuff and you can just get bombarded with so much negative and I always get refreshed when I talk to to young cats like you who are out there Who believe in people who have a great heart and a great head on your shoulders, and I appreciate what you're doing, and and um, I'm glad to have met you.
2: No, thank you, and I I feel the same way about you too, Richard. And and also, I just I wanted to just hit one thing on that too, because, um, so I agree with like being bombarded with all that, but I would definitely, uh, and I'm not saying you do this, but one thing that I realized, and I actually spoke with my parents about it, because growing up, we always watched the news um in the morning and I just find the news to be so oh,
0: Amen. Amen.
2: Um so literally I, I like challenged my parents on it. We were sitting down, I was just like, let's let's see how many positive things are said and let's see how many negative things are said. And there was literally I think maybe I think it was all negative we came to in one neutral, one neutral thing that was maybe, you know, on the fence. Um but if you can just eliminate that out of your, you know, your first hour in the morning, I think your whole day becomes more positive and and then you're not bombarded with that stuff but i do agree like it's kind of almost unavoidable at times
0: i love that you said that and you know when i made the intentionality and conscious effort to do what you just said it it did seem like my life started or at least my perspective on life started to change and so i'm glad that you brought that up too so i can't agree with you more well guys how can people get in touch with you how can they find more about you and and how you that, that you can possibly help them
2: yeah, definitely. So um, you can email me at Tyler at Um And then my book's also on Amazon. So if you just type in conference crushing, you can check it out there. Uh, the paperback just got published as well. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, also I, I do some coaching and, and speaking too. So, you know, if you just want to reach out or if you think that I can be a value to you in, in any way, just reach out to, to the email.
0: I'll have linked to your LinkedIn profile, to your website, to your book on Amazon, all the stuff. Um, uh, if you guys want to get in touch with Tyler again, his book is, um, excuse me, your conference crushing the 17 undeniable rules on how to network, build relationships and crush it at networking events. Even if you don't know anyone Love the title, <laughs> Sorry,
2: long, long, stuff long title,
0: but I love it. And uh, but, Tyler, guys, thanks for coming on the show. I look forward to uh, working with you in the future, and I'm so glad that uh, that we made
1: connection.
2: Yeah, uh, me too, Richard. Thanks for having
1: me. You bet. Richard invites you to become a part of the Dose of Leadership community. Visit Dose dot com and sign up to receive his free Common Sense Leadership eBook, a guide that highlights how all of us can learn to become calm, confident consistent, and courageous in all aspects of our lives. Richard is also available as a speaker for your next event. Richard specializes in practical leadership and change management. He has a philosophy of inspiring everyone to think and act like a leader, which is based on timeless natural principles and common sense. You can get more info by visiting doseofleadership.com.